Well, we started this year with the Are We There Yet series, and we, the goal of that series was to identify the spiritual maturity stages, where we each are, and to encourage growth, to continuously transform towards righteousness. And then Pastor Derek took us through the book of Ephesians in the Equip series so that we could build on that foundation and grab little bits of truth from the uh, Ephesians letter and equip us to continue to grow in our faith, to help us put action to our faith. And then the Engage series that we're in right now, we've, we've been encouraged to jump into action and use the gifts that God has given us. And I hope this has helped you become motivated to focus on your spiritual health. But if you're like me, you say to yourself, yes, today marks a new day. I'm going to do this better. I'm going to do this better. I'm going to use all of my focus and all of my strength and abilities, and I'm going to be better. But the problem with that method, if you're like me, is that I've been focusing using only my strengths and abilities, and I've left out the Holy Spirit. When I was a new pastor, I had a conversation with the elders, and we were having a discussion about the Holy Spirit. And one elder admitted that growing up hearing about the Holy Ghost, he was a little scared, because ghosts are scary. And I would guess that even as adults, many of us have, we're a little scared or intimidating about the Holy Spirit and how to interact because many of us don't know how to interact with the Holy Spirit. We don't have the experience. There's a fear of the unknown. The Holy Spirit's a little mystical for our civilized Western mindset. And with that comes a lack of trust. But we have to put those preconceived notions aside. We have to put our fears aside and start with Scripture. What does Scripture say about the Holy Spirit? When we start with Scripture, we realize that we are a part of something much bigger than ourselves, and we realize our best efforts, even using the gifts that were given to us, are limited when we only use our own power. That's why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. So let's start with Scripture. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit in Luke 11, 11 through 13. He says this, What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? See, it's as simple as that. All we have to do is ask, and our perfectly Heavenly Father will give us the Holy Spirit. Still scary, and I'll tell you why. As I studied and prepared for this sermon, I realized a fear that I have regarding this passage. This passage has always been a little frustrating to me. What happens when God doesn't come through? If I ask for the Holy Spirit and I try to lean on the Spirit for help, what happens when I don't receive the help that I was looking for? Does that mean that God failed? 
See, I find it safer to maintain control of the situation and use my own power rather than asking for something that I'm not sure will help me in the way that I want to be helped. But see, the problem with that mindset is that I'm giving space to the idea that God could fail me. He can fail to deliver in the way I think he should, but God never promised to follow my plan. And that makes me uncomfortable. That is scary to me. God promises the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us and enhance our gifts for the sake of his plan, not mine. So the question now is, do I believe that? And am I willing to give up control and ask and accept help? Jesus promised the Holy Spirit and said all that we had to do is ask and trust. Further in the Gospels, the Gospel of John also records Jesus' promise of the Holy Spirit. And that gives us a, a scripture first foundation of who the Holy Spirit is and what we should believe. So let me read John 16, verse 7. Jesus is, says this, But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me where are you going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but I will send him to you. Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away. How is it our benefit that Jesus leaves and sends the Spirit? How many of you have thought, oh, if Jesus were only right here with me, and telling me what to do, life would be so much easier. The, the, the disciples must have thought, wait a minute, you're leaving? You're supposed to stay here and be our leader. We're not ready for this. You have to be here with us and continue to guide us. And Jesus said, you know what? I've got a better idea. I'm going to go, and I'm going to send you another helper. Earlier in John in chapter 14, Jesus mentions the coming of the Holy Spirit by saying that he's sending another helper. And that Greek word for another means the same as. Jesus himself said, I'm going to send you another helper who is the same as me. Do we believe that the, having the Holy Spirit is just as good as having tangible Jesus right here with us? It doesn't feel the same, but we should believe that because that's what Jesus said. Do we trust in his word? Let's talk about trust. I want to go to Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to unpack Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Let's take this line by line. Trust God with all your heart. What's stopping you from fully, fully trusting God? That is easier to say than do. What are we afraid of? Are you like me and you, you struggle to give up control? It is safer to stay in control. Do you think he won't come through? 
if you needed to take uh, a rest and you had a nice concrete wall to lean on, would you go approach it with caution and say, is this wall strong enough? I'm not sure. And you kind of like pretend lean on it just to show that, yeah, I'm leaning on the wall, but it's actually causing you more energy drain to kind of casually lean on the wall. No, when we need to take a break, we lean fully, wholeheartedly on that wall because we know it will support us. But so often we pretend as though we are leaning on God, and yet we're using more and more energy by just pretending. Stop depending on yourself and your own understanding. Depend on God. Acknowledge Him. Seek after His will. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. As you go throughout your day, in everything that you do, involve God. Engage with Him. Use your gifts, and at the same time, uh, ask for the Spirit's involvement. Be willing to listen to the Spirit's directions and instructions, and be bold enough and humble enough to actually act on those instructions. I've never really known or understood the, the Spirit to be the driver, only the navigator. We are the ones that have to put the car in drive and push the accelerator. The Spirit will tell us where to go and, and even help us steer from time to time and tell us to hit the brakes to avoid danger, but we have to be the ones to turn the wheel or apply pressure to the pedals. Stop waiting on the Spirit to act like a chauffeur because this life is not driving Miss Daisy. And there's a whole generation that have no idea what I'm talking about. And to you, take a film history class. Um, stop waiting for the Spirit to act like a chauffeur. He will make straight your path. God will show you which path to take. Do you remember when GPS was new? Did anyone else feel like there was a little bit of a learning curve in following those instructions? I, I was used to, you know, paper. when I started to drive, it was paper instructions. You either memorized your route or you had like a, a, a list of where to turn and whatnot. And that's just what I was used to. And I sometimes misunderstood or, or missed the turn because I hadn't had a lot of practice with, with GPS uh, instructions. And some of you are like, how old are you? I'm not that old. I just grew up in a simpler time, okay? And I think of Michael Scott when he drove his car into the lake because the computer told him to do it. Sometimes it's difficult to determine which path God is telling us to take, but we need practice learning how to communicate with the Holy Spirit. And this is true with any relationship. Learning how to communicate with, with someone grows better with time and practice. Talk to a newlywed couple, and then talk to a couple that has been married for 50 years, and they will tell you it takes practice. If we can practice with the little things and Maybe we'll become more in tune with the Spirit's whispers and our understanding of God's will then becomes greater. Scripture says, don't be wise in our, in our own eyes. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom, with your own accomplishments. 
because I got some truth for you. By ourselves, we're not that impressive. We're just not. When we are impressed with our own wisdom, that's a sure sign of our heart and mind veering from God and depending on our own limited abilities. And that's the exact direction that God doesn't want us to take. God wants more for, for us than what we can offer ourselves. He wants us to experience life with Him and through His Spirit, but it requires trust and action. God will show you the path you need to take. Trust in His direction. Use your gifts, but engage with the Holy Spirit. Now let's turn to 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter 4, Pastor Derek introduced the Engage series using a passage from 1 Peter 4, and we're going to take another look uh, at this passage. And if you've been going through the weekly sermon study guides, you'll recall 1 Peter 4.10 as a verse to commit to memory throughout this series. Let's focus on just two verses here, 1 Peter 4.10-11. As, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in, in every, everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. God has gifted us with abilities, but we shouldn't rely solely on the abilities we received. If you have the gift of speaking, Speak as though God himself were speaking through you. How do you do that without relying on the Holy Spirit? If I gave my five-year-old son a gift, let's say an intricate Lego set that was actually meant for like a 12-year-old, but I didn't give him instructions, I doubt that he would be able to put it together all by himself. It would be foolish of him to sit there and think, well, I received this gift from my dad, so I should be able to use it to its full capacity. Well, no, he'll probably need some instructions at least to go along with it. So I give him the instructions. But even with the instructions, I sit beside him and, and, and I guide him through the instructions, helping him make sure that, that the pieces are lined up properly as he puts it together. Now, he can choose to ignore my advice, and he may find that halfway through, he put a piece on backwards, so then he has to disassemble it and, and try again. Or he could choose to actually take my advice and think, wow, dad might be smarter than I think he is, and stay on the proper path. We're like that with God. Scripture says, if you have the gift of service, serve as though you have the very strength that only God can supply. How does God supply strength and energy to us? Through the Holy Spirit. So if we veer off and do something on our own, we're going to run out of energy really quick, and we will be very, very limited in using our gifts. It's when we look to God for help, when we accept the Holy Spirit's role in our lives, that we can receive the strength and energy that only He can offer. And then we can truly live and act in a way that brings God glory. Because this life isn't about bringing ourselves glory. We can enjoy it to the full, but only through Him. As we go through this life, sometimes the, the direction and guidance we receive from the Holy Spirit doesn't make any sense. 
We, we can't wrap our brains around the seemingly illogical direction that God wants us to head. But oftentimes, obedience has to come before understanding. We need to submit and trust even when we don't always understand. Submit to his guidance and trust that he'll come through in the way that is best for his plan, not necessarily my plan. That sounds very familiar. Jesus once prayed, Father, I don't want to do this. Is there any other way? And then he leaned wholeheartedly into the Spirit. And that's when he was able to say, it's not my will that matters, but it's your will. And then he was able to have the boldness and strength that it took to die on the cross for us. There's a bigger plan at stake that we may not always see. And what we can't see or understand can be a little scary. That's why the Holy Spirit is intimidating. Acting on faith that a promise will be upheld is a, is a little nerve-wracking at times. But rest assured that God is the type of Father that will be there for the entire journey. Now, we may fall every once in a while, but God's there to pick us up. His Spirit is there to guide us. Have you ever watched a baby learn how to crawl? I love this stage. When I see a baby that figures out how to get up on their hands and knees and they start doing that whole rocking thing because they're looking at their hands and they're looking at their legs like, okay, go. And they just not sure what to do. And some may like, okay, I got, oh, oh, I got this. But then they end up belly flopping or then they look back and they're like, come on, you know, they just, it's not worth figuring it out. But and then they cry, and they're frustrated, and they just want Dad to pick them up and, you know, just, just, can you just carry me? I want to go over there. Can you help me out, please? No. What does Dad do? He stands just a few feet away saying, come on, you can do it. You can do it. God's like that with us. He gave us gifts, and he wants to see us use them. And after we're, we're, we've learned how to crawl, it's time to stand up and learn to walk. Have you ever helped a baby learn how to walk? You, you hold their hands up and they're just kind of doing this with you. you. Walking behind them, helping them practice, move their feet, stepping and, and learning that process. I heard a dad say his kids would request that of him and they'd crawl over to him and usually that says, pick me up. And they didn't, that's not what they wanted. They actually wanted to practice walking. Is that not what we're supposed to do with the Holy Spirit? We could crawl around all day long under our own power and strength, but we're being asked to walk. Jesus is calling us to a better plan. Hey, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send you another helper, and they're going to help you walk. Hold up your hands and say, Father, I need you. If you take my hands, I know I can walk. I trust you. If you only hear one thing from this message, hear this. Don't miss this. We have a limited ability to impact the world if we use our gifts without the Holy Spirit. But with the Holy Spirit, 
He has an unlimited ability to impact the world through our gifts. If I'm just using my gifts at my level to help the world, to leave it a better place, what's the difference between me and any other humanitarian? Aren't we called to be disciples of Jesus? Aren't we called to be different than those in this world? 1 John 4, 4 says, The Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. Live like you have the Spirit in you. Reach up your hands and say, Help me walk. And then move your feet. To a child learning to walk, it can be very scary. To an adult learning how to interact and have new experiences with the Holy Spirit, you bet it's scary. Even though we admit some of these things are a little scary, I have to ask, if we truly believe God is who He says He is, then what are you afraid of? Is God the Lord of your life? Are you willing to give up control to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you? You might fail. You might fall. But Dad will pick you up. Father, I want to learn how to walk. Would you hold my hands? Father, I want to be a better example to my kids, and I don't know how. Would you help me? Hold up your hands and walk. Father, I want to give generously to Lifeline so that more meals can be sent and to those who are starving, but I'm, I'm, I'm scared that it might negatively affect my finances. Hold up your hands and walk. Try it and see what God does in your life. Father, I, I understand that relationships are important in helping disciples grow, but I don't think I'm ready to start my own life group. Hold up your hands and start walking. Father, I know, you're, know our children's ministry needs some help, but I'm not sure that I have the energy to keep up. I'm not sure I want to commit to, to a schedule. Hold up your hands and start walking. God, are you even there? I don't even know if I have the Holy Spirit. Hold up your hands and walk. Find someone who can help you understand how to accept Christ and His gift. I would love to pray with you after the service and walk you through any one of these steps. I'll be right over here underneath the cross. Taking steps is scary. Asking for help is scary, but if we trust in the promise of the Holy Spirit, we have the Helper right here with us, just as if Jesus Himself, tangible Jesus, was right here. Let's be honest, the disciples messed up too, and they had Jesus right there. Stop pretending that that would be any easier. We've got to lean in to the Spirit. Trust in him rather than our own understanding. The Spirit will enhance the impact of our gifts beyond what we could ever imagine. Just hold up your hands and start walking. Engage. Father, we thank you for the many promises that you give us. We thank you that you are good in your promises. Father, I'm sorry for the times that I have not 
fully leaned on you, whether it be a lack of trust or whatever it might be, I ask that you would help us all to hold up our hands, take your hands, give us the boldness to start walking. Thank you for the gifts that you've given all of us. Help us to be enhanced by your spirit so that the gifts that we have can be used for your plan and for your benefit, that you would receive the glory. Humble us so that we are not seeking after our glory, but allow us to enjoy life the way you intended, rather than leaning on our own understanding and seeking after a path that is extremely limited. We thank you, Father, for always being there, for the encouragement and the, the help that you offer. In Jesus' name, amen.